Hello, this is Simon Mayfield. You are currently listening to The Life of Movements. In today's episode, we discuss my love of the outdoors and all things beer. Welcome back, listeners. This is your podcast for inspiring, informative content for all things outdoors and health-related, with interviews, reviews and experiences that will motivate you and inform you about all things outside. I'm your host, Kieran Clark. This is The Life of Movements. Good evening, Simon. How are you? I'm very well, Kieran. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Um, enjoying the lockdown life, which seems to be the talk of everyone's discussion at the moment. Uh, how are you coping? Yeah, good, good. I'm trying to get to grips with it. I think I'm just about there. But yeah, really longing to kind of get outside and start using the tent and stuff again. Oh, mate, I think we're all struggling at the minute trying to get out and use the tents. Like I was saying to Kev yesterday, I think we'll have to organise some massive wall camping get up or something once it's all done, just for everyone to get back out again. Oh, mate, it'll be like a it'll be a mutiny, won't it? It'll just be hundreds of us just sitting on the hill, just all having a group camp. It'd be awesome. Oh, it would be good fun indeed. Um, also, you haven't been camping in quite a while because also you live in London. Um, for people who don't know, Simon lives in central london to not think of a better word um and also you've got your apartment with a balcony which you camped on the other day uh, how was that <laughs> i did yeah so this is me trying to make the most of yeah kind of my surroundings and i i can't take credit for it actually uh, so there's another guy london or outdoors who i've been watching for quite some time and he um yeah he's he's really really good and he lives in london as well and he's got a balcony and so i thought it was a good idea so i did that last weekend um and to be honest it was good fun but it was no sleep as you'd imagine it's a lot noisier sort of being in the city than than it is on the hills or the lakes or the peaks but yeah it was good it was enjoyable just nice to be outside and sort of sort of sleep under the stars i suppose and you know, had a bit, had a couple of beers and, and chilled out and sort of, yes, I guess it was sort of half of the experience of, of doing the real thing, but yeah, really enjoyed it. And it was pretty warm as well. Yeah, not too cold. It's good. Oh, it has been really warm here. Um, Like I was saying before, I, I've been out and I got horrifically sunburnt, which was not very nice at all. Yeah, you said. Yeah. How, how are you coping yeah, with that? that? Did you get any blisters from that? Or... Uh, no, thankfully. Um. I've got like a sort of like olivey skin, so I wasn't too bad. Um, no blister or anything like that, but it was not very pleasant at all. Right. How do you find living in London and you know trying to escape to the outdoors? Is that easy, difficult? You know, how's that for you? I've, it's okay. It's it's uh, you know I constantly see like so I've got a couple of friends who live in Manchester and sort of nearer to those places where you you might go like the Peak District and Lake District and. I'm kind of a bit envious of it. And, I, you know, from time to time, I do think oh, it'd be so much easier if I lived up there. However, yeah, as I said, I, I, I kind of follow some other guys online and, and there are quite a few people who sort of either live in London or, or around London. And, and um, so from watching their videos, there are, there are plenty of places to go. You don't have to go to the Peak District and Lake District. And I, I didn't necessarily realise that. So the first time I went camping, I was straight up to, you know, the, the Brecon Beacons, South Wales. <laughs> then onto the peak district and i just and then i suddenly realized actually you know that there are lots of other places sort of surrounding london so just through just through research and all that so so yeah to start with it was a bit 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 difficult but then i found more and more places and you know as long as you sort of follow you're respectful and take all your stuff with you you can find good enough places definitely yeah that was definitely i've never been moved on thankfully um i've had a few heard a few people you have 
have you ever been moved on or you know had like a local disturb you at all when you've been while camping I've not had a local disturb me. No, no, I've never been moved on. I, I, like like yourself, I've heard of people of it happening. I, I think it's quite rare, especially if you go to places like, you know, like the Peak District or Lake, Lake District, where it's so vast that it's kind of unlikely to happen. Um, I, I did do some camping in uh, where I, for, I think I forget where it was, but it had, I think it was Ch- uh, either Chanctonbury or Sisbury Ring, um, which is kind of fairly local to me, and it's it's basically like an old iron fort. And there are a bunch of wild horses within that area. And they, so they just kind of woke me up one in, in the middle of the night and sort of stampeding past my tent. And I think, oh, geez, am I going to get stamped on or, or whatever? So they, they disturbed me, but it wasn't it wasn't the same thing as someone else wanted to, to be moved on. Well, no, that, that's a bit different getting potentially stampeded by a load of horses than getting shot at by an angry farmer. Exactly. But you can probably buy you know bribe with a beer or two potentially yeah good 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 idea always worth having a couple of beers in case oh most definitely obviously i've seen for your instagram uh, which i'll link in the description of this episode um you quite like your craft ales do you have any particular favorites or anything you particularly enjoy i do yeah i do so I really enjoy just the brew dogs. I know um, a lot of people kind of. Uh, it's it's a, it's. It, I realise it's a bit controversial, and my my friends um, actually, I've got a friend who's a brewer who sent me a bunch of beers, and it's in my last last video. But I've got another friend who's very much you know sort of anti the big the, the bigger companies, which I guess you'd class brew dog as now. Um, but they just seem to they just seem to nail it in terms of like the mm. they've got a nice range, and it's not too they're not too sort of. Uh, strong I guess is the word and they, they smell great and they taste great and then you know some of them like the Elvis juice one is like six I think it's six and a half percent and that I mean it smells fantastic and then the punk IPA is great as well it's not like some of these sort of more weaker more commercial like the San Miguel's and those ones it's kind of it's it's, oh. um, it's strong enough and tastes great but yeah what about yourself do you, do you like them as well? Oh, but I, I love a brew dog have you tried their was it brew dog versus cloud water one they that. released recently i've not tried it no i've seen that is it any good mate buy it it is incredible is one, it? one of my favorite ones like hands down i, I do love brew dog um the all beforehand was all i really loved that i now really fancy one <laughs> i think i might have one tonight just talking about it. i've got a couple in the fridge so friday night and all that so <laughs> of course i, I forget it's friday I, i'm not working a bit on furloughs and waiting to get back into work um you know we've only got 40 percent of our staff back in the workplace um right, right. so i've sort of lost track of time right. sort of like when you go camping you know it's yeah. day three and you're like wait is this friday or is this sunday who knows <laughs> Which day? How, how have you found that is it has it been tough kind of not being in that routine or have you managed to get a bit of a routine going um I haven't really had a routine going at all. Um, from my previous episodes, the listeners will know I'm part of the Army Reserve, so I've still been doing that. Um, we're doing like virtual Zoom meetings, right? Um, but apart from that, um, I've not really been doing much apart from walking. Um, I camped in the garden a couple of times because I am fortunate to have them. Yeah. I did have a couple of brew dogs, but I've also tried a few of the beers from Aldi recently. They've got a few, you know, like microbrewery so, beers in there yeah. now. And yeah. They're gorgeous. Are they good? I've I tried a couple of them. I can't remember which ones, but they, yeah, I thought they were, I was pretty impressed and good to see that they're kind of doing that. But um, yeah, it's a good shout. Which, were there any ones that you liked in particular or just? Oh, there was a pineapple one 
and that is hands down my favorite one it is beautiful it's more of a like a summer's day you know sat there by the canal or you know sat there like by some body of water yeah chilling out yeah kind of beer more than a you know i'm gonna sit there in a cold dark room kind of beer <laughs> yeah and drown away my sorrows kind of beer yeah they're not one of those you know it's not a stellar so i'm not gonna go home afterwards and you know start throwing things around the house <laughs> yeah what i try and do kieran is i'll just always if i'm in a supermarket or something i always just look around and see you know try and get something different every time and see what's there and even mm. if it's just a couple of cans you know just try something different and see but and that's why i say that the brew dog for me is just the one that i always keep going back to and it's i must be doing something right but yeah i know you just of- know go on sorry you just know what you're getting with them. I think that's the thing. You know, it's consistency and Brewdog have grown to such a point now mm. where, you know, you can get a pint of Brewdog in your local pub. Which is which is crazy, isn't it? How they've managed to kind of grow. I've seen, I, Yeah, I've seen it in a, quite a few pubs now and I'm, I'm impressed at how um, most places seem to be selling it. I'm impressed as well. You know, it's, it's someone who does prefer that kind of beer to your traditional, you know, San Miguel, Carlsberg and things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the fact that I can go out on a Friday, Saturday night and, you know, have a free brew dogs, not as many as I would as Carlsberg because it's stronger, but, you know, you can have a few and be quite pleasant. That's it. That's it. And I think, I think people will just pre- appreciate variety now, you know, I think gone are the days when you just have, like when I was younger, it used to be sort of the Fosters, you know, Cronenberg, Stella and that kind of stuff and nothing else. Mm. And I think, I think people just appreciate that variety now and it's... It's same, but same with a lot of things, I guess. People just like that that side of things, and it's good to see that that's that's kind of coming through. And like the more the merrier for me, as I say, I, I really enjoy trying trying different ones. So yeah, it's good. Oh mate, I'm the same. I really enjoy trying different ones. I always try and take a different one with me while I'm camping. Yeah. Um. Usually try, you know, you ever heard of like these dessert beers? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, like I've never had one. Whatever. I've, I, yeah, I've not either, but they always look. They always look interesting. I need to try one, but yeah, not not tried one yet. I tend like you like you said. I go for the fruit, like the if it's got mango on the tin or, or pineapple or something, and I'm like kind of grabs my attention. And I'm like, oh, I want to smell it, and I'll always smell it first just to see what it smells like because sometimes that can be as nice as the taste in a way. Oh, mate, one hundred percent. You know what they say, like you know, smell is like half the experience. That's why like people do like wine tasting, start smelling it first. <laughs> Who was that you have guy? To be a connoisseur beer tester. That's it. That's it. It'd be a great job. Who was that? I was just thinking of that wine guy back in the day who would. They. Ju- it just seemed like they were all claiming to just be smelling it the whole time, but really they were just getting tanked and just drinking as much wine as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon those secretly campers because you know I don't know if you've been out camping before and just seeing everyone's out there having a few bevies. This can't. These can't help ourselves. That's it. That's it. It seems there's definite crossover, isn't there? It's like this. It's meant to be this this sort of healthy thing of get out there, enjoy the fresh air. But everyone's taking shitloads of beer with them, aren't they? So it's just turning into a drinking. Yeah, it's like everyone's like an ultra light camper until they start packing the beer. That's it. There's always there's always room. There's always added weight for the beers. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Mate, it always is. It's it's good fun though. Um, I'm loving that whole side of like camping and wild camping things, where people were treating it as more of like a social thing, rather than just you know going out there to get away from people. It's more of a social, you know, ex- exploration. You know, seeing if other people out there, everyone says hi to each other. I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. And I, I definitely see it on like the, the the communities, and I'm sure it's consistent with the other conversations you've had, but like people just seem so friendly and and um and you get you get the odd troll on youtube as you'd imagine you know that the odd negative comment but 
generally people are like you know do, do you want to go for a, for a camp do you want to have a beer and it's just, it's just really impressive how um people are just super friendly and like it's, there are a lot of people out there doing it and it's just the community is just really yeah I'm, I'm constantly kind of overwhelmed at how you know sort of friendly people are and always inviting you out and stuff it's do, do you do you kind of get that sense as well from what you've seen or well, mate, one hundred percent. Obviously, you know, I've got the privilege and the honour of interviewing all these people, <laughs> and every single one I've done, I've had a brilliant time. I've enjoyed actually interviewing them and just discussing it. It's like you know, sat down in the pub having a chat with your mate. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it's kind of it's in keeping with. I think people use this kind of hobby, or call it what you want, as a as a way of as a release you know just to kind of get those endorphins going and get that fresh air and just make you feel feeling a bit better with whatever stresses you're dealing with in your life so i think and that's reflected in the community no one's there to kind of you know sort of you know do damage to anyone or or, you know it's it's very welcoming and people want want to get on and, and and meet new people and experience new things and ask people about kit and all that kind of stuff it's great really like it up 100% mate 100% you know everyone's willing to help each other um you know if somebody knows something and you want to find out you'll message them and they'll quite happily help you out they'll let you know they'll yeah. you know and other people will message you and you'll do the same yeah it's how it's all received yeah it's really nice it's really nice and i think that's the way to grow these things because it can be it can be quite it can be competitive lots of people especially with the youtube side and lots and i'm sure you you see it in the podcast but lots of people are doing this thing but i think if we all help each other to grow it's a much better way to do it than going off on your you own cut, cut your nose off to spite your face type thing yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no mate I, I do agree 100 percent. um you know this whole community does help each other out and like you said you know we're all helping each other grow um one thing i have noticed though in the podcasting world um nobody seems to be you know on this bandwagon that i'm on at the minute um i'm not sure if i'm some pioneer or some you know christopher columbus or something of the podcasting world mm-hmm. um but i've really struggled to find people you know create the same sort of content which i'm doing which is literally you know having a chat seeing these people out there you know seeing how they're doing what their story is what motivates them to do this hobby which we all love mm-hmm. and then you know putting it out there for other people to hear yeah no i think it's a great idea kieran for sure what you're doing like i, I guess i was skeptical at first and then i, I sort of quickly looked at listen to a couple of your videos and then i thought you know this really works and it, it is kind of um when i looked at so like i'm not sure if you heard of a guy called paul mesner who's probably one of the first guys i yep. started following on youtube and he did a couple of live streams and i'm i'm quite into like like fantasy football and that kind of stuff and there are loads of guys who do live streams on, on and that, i found that really helpful and you can kind of do your own thing and listen but like paul did a couple of those live stream ones and it was, I just thought it was such a good format to kind of just just listen to someone talking and getting feedback from people and you know rather than watching a video and I don't I think you're in a kind of niche market where if you say there aren't that many people doing it it's definitely a, a good thing to do because I think with with this content it's it's really really good and and people are as as interested in seeing what's going on but it's it, it's nice like a lot of things that I do I kind of like to you know, do other things whilst I'm listening to the radio and I'll have my headphones in at home or doing different things. And it's, it's good to, it'd be really good to have that kind of, um, be able to listen to camping, you know, and, and not having to watch it necessarily. So I think it's a good, a good idea. 
Yeah, it's a whole different medium, um, I think. You know, it's allowing people to listen, to experience, and, you know, also us to convey a message to them and put across our individual points of views and our experiences as well in a easy to listen to and an easy, easy to consume format. You know, radio is a massive, massive thing, but it is so dying because podcasting in America is just taking over it. Right, right. I saw that, I saw that Joe Rogan deal the other yeah. day was it like a hundred million dollars or something spotify basically oh. bought the uh bought the rights or whatever to, to show on their platform so i was like wow that's um that's 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 amazing when you see stuff like that it's uh yeah it kind of makes you realize how big it is as you say oh 100 um also you youtube you know we've touched briefly on that already uh but you know what got you into starting to do that you know what persuaded you to you know go down that that road go down you know that path yeah that's a, that's a really good question so i ah it's kind of a, a a bit of a long story but i i sort of always was into camping and hiking and that kind of stuff i guess so from a young age i think it was in it was around 99 1999 when we went on a holiday with so my family my mum and, and dad and, and and my brother and sister on a trip to wales and we went with some family friends and, and there was a young guy who had a tent there and, and, and that kind of, I was, I thought it was, you know, really cool. I, this idea of sleeping in a tent and, and that's kind of, and I must've been about, I can't remember how old, I was much younger, maybe 12 at the time. And he just planted the seed for me. I was like, oh, I'd love to sleep in a tent. That'd be really cool. And I, and I didn't really do anything about it. And then for whatever reason in, it was around about August of 2018, I was looking on one of the websites like Millets or something like that or Blacks. And I saw a tent and it seemed like a good, it was like 50 quid. It was a you know cheapish tent. And I just thought, why, why don't I just get it and just see what happens? And I think it must've been roughly the same time. I looked on YouTube and kind of saw some, some guys doing videos and I thought, oh, this is actually a thing. It's okay to kind of go out and, and, you know, if you want to sleep on a hill in the middle of nowhere, just do it on your own. And for what, it's always something that I'd had in the back of my mind. And then I, with, with that sort of just looking on YouTube, I'd realized it was a thing. And I thought as I was on YouTube and people were filming, I was like, I, I think I saw a Haze Outdoors video was one of the first ones I saw. And I just thought it was funny and looked like a good laugh. And I thought, well, I could probably do a bit of filming as well, just just to see how it goes. And so I think I did a couple of camps before I sort of sort of filmed it and then just, just kind of got the phone out. And that was probably about a year ago now and just just kind of cracked on and thought, yeah. And, and, I, and as, as, as we said before, I've, I've kind of learned a few things as I've been going about audio and camera work and all of that stuff. But yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah, it is. You know, it, YouTube is a very, how do you put it, um, packed medium where a lot of people, like every single person I've spoken to, knows Hayes Outdoors. He he seems to be this celebrity in the <laughs> camping and wilderness outdoor world. Um, I've tried to get him on um, on this because I thought it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but my message has got a lovely not seen next to it. So he hasn't ah. seen it yet, but he ever does come across it and I'll get him on, I'll let you know because I feel like it's going to be an absolute scream. Yeah. It'd be so be, funny. Yeah, it'd be really good for you as well, I think. It would be great to, to get him on. I think people would really like that as well. I, I, I guess he's the kind of guy who's probably a bit inundated with, with those, I mean, not these these podcasts, but, you know, he's probably getting different things. And I'm not sure if he's reading all the messages, like you said. So, um, but yeah, I think it'd be mm. awesome if you could, if you could get him on there. What, what about yourself? How oh, I you often... get, how, sorry, how did you get into this kind of, the podcast side of things? Um, through a 
guy called Chase Tuning, actually. He runs a podcast called Ever Forward Radio. Um, I think it's got a million downloads at the moment. It is massive. Um, it's not small at all. Yeah. But I used to follow his brother, Max Tuning, on YouTube, and I then come across him. And their family motto is to live a life ever forward. And it like really resonated with me. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm going to listen to this guy. I'm going to, you know, listen. And I basically had like this call to action kind of moment. You know, I loved podcasting so much and he inspired me to put my own take on it and then go into what I thought, you know, be a good area to combine my love of camping and health and fitness to then put across other people's messages who haven't thought of potentially doing this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. It sounds like a really cool idea. And like, if you combine it with something you love doing, that's a bonus, isn't it? But that, that's the whole point. You know, we don't get paid to do this. You know, we're, we're quite small channels, you know, small podcasts. You know, we're not massive. No one speaking to, you know, is doing this full time. Everyone's got their day job, you know. So we're taking the time out of, you know, seeing our family, seeing our friends, going down yeah. the pub, you know, spending time with our loved ones to create this content. Why would we do it if we didn't love it? Yeah, agree, agree. And do you, do you kind of enjoy the whole process, like the editing side as well and all of that stuff? Yeah, uh- I, I, you know, sometimes I'm saying to everyone else, I'm not going to you know, say it's all rosy. Sometimes, you know, I've really struggled with like, motivating myself to do it because, you know, it, it is a chore, but it is enjoyable. Mm. Um, you know, potentially sometimes I'll have like an hour and a half's worth of footage. Well, when I say footage, I mean like, you know, audio to go yeah. through. Uh, you know, I can't, or I can post an hour and a half's worth of, you know, audio, but the likelihood of people listening to it, you know, wouldn't be great. So I try and cut it down to, you know, 40, 45 minutes or if I think it's a particularly like taxing episode, you know, there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of information to be conveyed. I'll probably try and half it again, break it into two parts, um, yeah. which I had to do Richard McKinley's um, one because there's just so much. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think I think definitely I've got a bit of a love hate with the ed- editing thing. I'm sort of I'm learning to like it more and kind of getting used to how to do it a bit better. But it's um, I think to start with I was like, oh man, this is just this is this can be quite tedious. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's that learning curve for sure, for sure. And it's like it's it's almost like you have the one hobby which is going outdoors, camping, having a few beers, and having a good laugh, and whether you go with friends or not, and and enjoying that side. And then there's this like content side which is filming it and it's a whole different job really and it's just a whole but it's 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 a great experience in terms of like the learning learning about it and, mm. and all of that thing all of that side yeah i think that's the like, main point of this you know we all got into wild camping and then got into like you know podcasting or youtube you know so the whole reason we do this isn't because we wanted you know to be youtube famous which some people are doing out there are, are trying to do that and i think you know they get caught out very quickly because they can tell they're not passionate about their subject yeah agree yeah, I agree with you. Right, but I, I agree as well. Um, obviously, you said beforehand that you had quite an interesting wild camping experience. Um, you said sort of like in March we got caught in a storm. What happened there? Yeah, so this was Storm Kira. So this it was around about March time, and I knew there was a storm coming, and there were there were a couple of storms at that point that seemed it just seemed like every week there was a new storm, and they caught kind of were naming it. Um, naming them differently and it seemed like it was happening a lot so anyway I thought I'll go out in it and just test my kit and see how we get on and you know if it's bad I can always kind of jump ship and abandon which which I've never done by the way so I it was in a place called Ivinghoe Beacon which is in the Chilterns which is kind of northwest of London and 
went out there, took took my kit with me, um, got there sort of early-ish. It was still light and there were a few people around. It's on, it's on a uh, kind of a hill fort and it's kind of, it is quite touristy. So I was just waiting for people to die down and had like a beer or two whilst I was waiting. And then people eventually went. And so I was pitching my tent and it was, it was pretty windy. It was, by the time it got dark, the, the, the wind was kind of picking up pitch the tent guy guide it all out and stuff on the, on sort of the side of this on, on the side of the beacon on a slight slope and then i had had a couple of more beers because i just thought you know this is going to go kind of bad i might as well just enjoy it and then yeah eventually went to sleep at, at sort of around 11 o'clock and i was looking on my phone i was thinking this is this thing's going to hit like three in the morning so it's probably going to be a wake up in the middle of the night and yeah, sure. Sure enough, one a.m. woke up and my tent sort of collapsed on my sort of face, and then it's just the whole oh. tent's kind of caved in, the fly sheets kind of ripped off, and I've, I've put a video on it on my channel, and um, and yeah, I mean, it's the the thing is with this kind of thing is, it's not it's not ideal, but I knew I was sort of twenty minutes away from my car, um, I was able to get out, sort of pack everything away, and it's not you know I'm not I wouldn't advocate doing that kind of thing in the peak district where you're going to have to rely on, you know, mountain rescue and, and people like that to, to, to kind of rescue you. But I think on this occasion, I knew, you know, I was sort of, I knew where my car was. It wasn't far away. If it went wrong, you know, I was expect I was expecting to do it. And I've, I've, I've got quite a lot of experience, although I've been doing it for about a year. I've, I've, I did the coast to coast walk as well. And I've done a whole bunch of camps. So I, I felt like I was sort of experienced enough to sort of go through that experience. But yeah, it was one I'll never forget. And, um, it's interesting when we talk about we have a passion for this and when I think of the last few camps it's been a lot of them are quite tough but for me it's about the perspective that you get from when you, almost when you come back and you have the running water and the bed and you just realize that actually how nice it is to have those 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 nice things and then you appreciate it even more and that's I think that's what I like about camping in a weird way it kind of it sort of strips everything back and you're, it's just you and, and you're you know you're on your own and there, there are no buildings around you and it's escapism and it's you know, the benefit of the exercise and all those, the the danger element as well. It's all those things that I really, really like. Yeah, it's like um, what you said, you know, obviously you said that, you know, you're 20 minutes from the car, so you've inadvertently then managed your risk. You know, you haven't got that far to go if you need to, to get out of that situation. So, you know, you've proven there that whilst you're well camping you know we are doing things that are different you know are potentially putting ourselves in you know situations where the normal person probably wouldn't be that prepared for but because we've done it for a number of times you know we know how to react in that situation but also you're risk managing you know to allow yourself that that get out of jail free card so to speak you know 20 minutes from the car you can abandon your tent if it's collapsed sleep in the car come back and get it you know you're not putting yourself in any harm's way yeah, exactly, Kieran. And that's, I think you've always got to, we've always got to bear that in mind as like the safety aspect and that side of things. And obviously always make sure we have, you know, you've got the medical kit and that kind of thing. But it's just, yeah, having that in the back of your mind, that are you doing the right thing? And it's easy to kind of look online because a lot of people do crazy things and you think, oh, you know, you know, it's tempting to do that even as a, you know, not necessarily as a kid, but as an adult, you could, you could see someone doing something and think, oh, I think about the content and, but actually, you know, it's, it's good to just slow down and stop and think about these things sometimes because, you know, it can it can go wrong and it's it's just being mindful of that sometimes. But but that's as I said, that's that's part of the, the thrill of doing it for me, for sure, is it puts you in that position that you're, you're never normally in in day to day life. 
yeah so it's trying to you know test your limits you know that escapism what you said is to escape your normal day-to-day and you know do something different you know push yourself beyond that sort of like normal limit that you'd come across exactly yeah yeah exactly just just kind of push yourself a bit and get out there and and take you know take you know try something new don't you know don't do do stupid things but just sort of push yourself a little bit if you're not if it's a new location you're not been to go for it i'm not I, I always try and go to different places when i'm out there camping i try and mix it up so yeah enjoying it yeah I agree. I agree. I always go to like different places. Um, like you said, you go to the Brecon Beacons. Like, well, seems to be my stomping ground. Sure. I have no idea why. Um, I think it's due to the fact that you know I used to go, always go there as a kid, and I love it. And it's somewhere I feel familiar um, with. So even though you know I'm camping in the middle of nowhere, I know where I am. Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of in the south or north? Would you say the Brecon Beacons? Uh, I've done Snowdonia um quite a couple of times i think i've camped there three times now oh wow um and i've also done the brecon beacons twice oh, okay which do you prefer I, I prefer snowdonia but i think that's just because of what i enjoy and the fact that i've been up snowden maybe 10 11 times as a child you know and done it you know a good three four times as you know as an adult yeah just it, it seems to be one quite comfortable on those people I, I climb my abseil um, you know, I feel like I'm pretty capable to operate in that kind of environment. Uh, but yourself, obviously, you're a climber, so you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I was just just on the Snowdonia one. It's um, I know why you like it more than Brecon Beacons because it's. I, th- I think for me, it just f- it feels a bit more scenic and a bit a bit a bit nicer than than. The, but for me, I think because I'm in London, the nearest is either Brecon Beacons or or the Peak District. So. But but it's lovely Snowdonia. But yeah, climbing. I've done done a little bit in the past. I've done some like climbing gyms. I've I've not actually been. I've yet to go outdoors. But it's it's for me. It was like something I wanted to get into sort of after the camping stuff, like more seriously and look at maybe bouldering or kind of going out outdoors and doing some doing some actual proper climbs. But I've done a bit of gym mm. work, sort of indoor climbing gyms and stuff so far. But yeah, for me, it's it's. I think it's on the horizon as something I'd like to do. Hopefully this year, if I get a chance. Oh, mate, that's if COVID-19 doesn't stop us. I was hopefully going to be walking the South Downs Way this year, which is a 100-mile through hike. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's all been cancelled due to this COVID-19. You've any plans cancelled or, or had to move anything because of this? Uh, I had a trip to Ireland booked back in April. So, and that was to go to... So there's a national park, and I, I forget what it's called. It's, it's in the southwest of Ireland. So I booked a flight into Dublin because I, I, I've not been to Ireland before. And I was the plan was to hire a car, drive to the national park down in the southwest and then do a camp. And then so spend a night in Dublin and spend a night camping. And I've got a friend who lives around there as well and his wife. So it's going to go down and see them as well. So but yeah, I got the got the message through saying from British Airways saying they've cancelled the flight. And oddly, they cancelled the, the return flight first. And then I got a, a, another one a couple of weeks later around lockdown time saying, oh, we've cancelled the out, outbound flight as well. So, yeah, unfortunately, that would, that would have been a cool camping trip that got cancelled. But, yeah. Did you, um, when were you going to do the, the South Downs Away? Was it now? Or? This time, basically. Um, okay. You know, this sort of time of the year. You know, it's very pleasant outside. Yeah. You know, we've had good weather for the last three, four weeks. So it would have been that sort of time, you know, and that would have been absolutely perfect yeah. weather to be doing this this camp. Yeah. But, you know, it's a blessing in disguise because I've decided that I want to change sort of my gear and setup 
um i want to potentially move more into this ultralight um you know through hiking kind of world rather than what i currently do which seems to be more like extreme camping you know i've got a four season tent i've been out there in stupid weather i I want to basically see you know how many miles can i do per day you know how long can i walk for yeah 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 no that sounds sounds like a good idea it's it's, um i did i mentioned did the did the coast to coast and um that that was a good opportunity for me just to kind of at that point i was i was still quite early in my kind of camping days i suppose but it, it was a good opportunity to go out there and see what lighter kit there was. And, and as you say, Kieran, if, you, if you're thinking of you, you've got to carry this stuff on your back. You're, you're going to look at around for what's, what's lightest. And um, yeah, for me, that was a really cool time to just go out there and get some new kit and just get the lightest stuff I could find. And spend yeah, talking about money. kit it is so expensive. It is, isn't it? Isn't it? I, I, I you can spend stupid money. For sure. I think that's the thing that struck me when I got into it. I was like, oh, camping's a cheap holiday. And I think it is when you can, you know, <laughs> you, you can do these things for, for cheaper. But then if you, when it comes to it, you know, when you really get into it, the the cost of some of the equipment is, you know, it's impressive. And then the comfort as well. But, yeah. I know what you mean. I've got a um, Firmarest X-Therm sleeping mat. <laughs> um, yeah, that was not cheap. Uh, at all but i tell you something is worth its weight in gold because it's absolutely brilliant um you know what sort of sleeping system do you use do you got like a cheap mat you know basically you're lying on a full blanket or you got something a bit bit better well yeah no i'm with you i did so the first time i started buying all my kit i didn't want to spend loads of money and i guess i'm a bit stingy like that but i just i didn't know whether i was the same I didn't know whether I'd enjoy it or not. So I was like, I don't want to spend a, a ton of money. And then, so I got a load of cheap gear to start with. And I thought I can always, like I get like, I, if you, you know, if you, if you spend cheap, you tend to buy twice. And it's so, so true, especially with camping stuff. But I was sort of mm. buying stuff from like from Berghaus and stuff. So it wasn't like super cheap. And but so I got a, quite a thin self-inflatable mat and I just wasn't sleeping. And then driving up to the Peak District is about three and a half hour drive, four hour drive. And then back the next day or a couple of days later, you're pretty knackered if you're, sleeping outdoors and not sleeping all that well on these thin mats anyway so like yourself i invested in a thermarest i think it's the neo air x light and it just made such a big difference just having that sort of extra bit of comfort and just that those that that sleep the next day not feeling completely exhausted so yeah yeah definitely a good investment mate obviously that sleeping system is your biggest investment you were sleeping bag got kind of guy you prefer a quilt so I'm quite hit, interested to hear that. Yeah, so yeah, sleeping bag. So I, so the first first bag I got it was a sleeping bag, and then the second one I got a lighter one for this for the walk that I mentioned. Um, and I I I, I did regret it to be honest. It, it, I was sort of mulling over this um, sleeping bag that I wanted, and like down sleeping bags are really expensive, and and. Mm-hmm. you know I was, I was looking at this one as you know and i was, and eventually i had to buy it because i was sort of running out of time and i had a deadline to, to do this walk and so i eventually bought it and then I, it wasn't until afterwards i realized that you know quilts just they're, they're lighter and they're probably you know in some cases not as expensive because they don't have the, the hoods so they're a bit lighter and and I, sh- I probably should have invested in one of those but I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the the one i've got it's um yeah it's, it's under a kilo in weight and it packs down so much smaller than my old one so that that's right under a kilo you know we're, we're talking about like you know oh this weighs 50 grams less than this it's so much better <laughs> you're just like what what's the difference 
but they, but you see it when you i think my first sleeping bag was like one and a half but it was the pack size as well it like filled up the whole backpack yeah it's just a nightmare but what about yourself? you say one and a half kilos that's so right my, I think my first sleeping bag was a mountain warehouse uh what is it summit 200 xl or something like that I yeah it is it was not a sleeping bag but i think i got two and a half 2.6 kilos really jeez yeah literally my whole sleeping system now weighs less that's like my pillow the mat the quilt yeah. you know everything weighs less than just my sleeping bag before that's a, it's amazing isn't it and so i think it was like 1.6 but it, it it was just massive and I, I think i was conscious of it at the time i was looking around and yeah found this one but um yeah yeah it's, it's it's good to go for the light stuff if you can afford it but mm. a lot of the time it can can be more expensive but then i encourage it like, the more i've done the research and i'm a bit of a gearhead i like looking at all the kit and stuff and I've, I've realized you can get some like out kit do some tents and there are enough companies out there who do do the kind of lightweight stuff and it's, it doesn't have to be expensive so i guess again it's just doing doing research yeah it's you know finding that balance point between like you know how light can i get and then, you know, how much is it going to cost me? So it gets to, like, the point of diminishing returns. You can get these tents that weigh, you know, 700, 800 grams. They cost, like, 800, 900 pounds. Like, sorry, but I'm not going to spend my, that much on a tent. But you can get, like, a Lanshan 2, which is, like, a pole tent. You know, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Weighs, I think it's, like, 1.1, 1.2 kilos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pay 500, you know, an extra, probably an extra 600 pounds for a 500 gram weight saving. No exactly it's like if you had the money you you know but it's just otherwise why would you do it if you you know because the thing is with tents you're going to bash them around just you know it's, unless you, mm. it's unlikely you're going to really look after it and you might as well just yeah, go for something that's not going to kill your bank account and then you can enjoy it you don't have to worry about it and i, I think if i bought if i spent 800 quid on a tent mate i'd just be freaking out about it the whole time but i get why people i'll be homeless <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you'd have you, yeah You'd still have a bit of a home, I guess. But, but I'd have a tent, but I'm not sure if you can use a tent as a residing address. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, where, where do you live? Well, I live in my Hilliburg tent that cost me over a thousand pounds. Well done for you, mate. I was, listening, I was I was listening to this couple actually who did that. They they I think they were renting their place, but they basically sold up and bought a new. They just bought a, a caravan and were just living out of that in like. And they were, I think they were stuck in another country uh, because of lockdown, but it was quite a cool story, just kind of that, you know, just, just living. Oh, you're about like, like people who do like van life and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just living out of a out of a caravan and then just living off the rental from their, their house that they'd paid for in the UK. So that's quite oh, I've seen quite that. Cool idea, yeah. I've seen that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's quite I'd love cool. to do that. Me too, me that's too. That's the dream. Yeah, it's like freedom, isn't it? Just get away from everything and that'd be cool. Yeah, have you travelled at all? You know, been anywhere different, interesting? Uh, do you mean with camping stuff or, or? No, just in general, mate. Just in general. Just general. Yeah. So I did. I I done a few things. So I, when I was nineteen, I went to Australia just on my own, off the cuff. I took a year out before I went to uni and did did a bit of travelling down the east coast. And then whilst I was at uni, I did uh, a lot of eastern kind of Europe. So sort of Poland uh i went to like bosnia italy croatia a lot of the countries around there slovakia slovenia and those ones and then again like i was talking about camping when when i go out i like to try and do do kind of sort of go to different locations and that sort of thing so when i whenever if i go traveling abroad if it's like for a holiday i'll always try and go to somewhere i've never been before and 
make it a bit more interesting. So, yeah, I, I try to think more recently. I've been to sort of Cancun, um, went to Germany last year. Not been I there. love Germany. That's, yeah. that's an awesome place, I think. Where Where did you go? I took the other half to Berlin for a birthday. Oh, lovely. And it is fantastic there. Um, you know, I've been to Paris as a capital city. Um, you know, I've been to Spain. I've been to like Thailand and things. My favourite capital city, though, like by far, it is Berlin. I just think it's awesome. What did you, what did you like about it? Was it like the food or? Uh, the food, the beer, the whole atmosphere. Yeah. Um. You know, I honestly thought so welcomed there by the locals. Yeah. Um. You know, we're, we're both quite young at the time, and we were so welcomed there by the people we, you know, we saw, we met, that you sort of felt like you were accepted. But I've been to like Paris and things, mm-hmm. uh, and we both said this, me and my other half, um, that we felt like we were treated as outsiders you know we weren't important mm. you know we we're just there as tourists well we weren't treated like that we went to berlin yeah it's it's it's, it's how people treat you isn't it a lot of the time right? as to how much you're gonna kind of enjoy the experience but yeah i agree with you i went to berlin i thought it was fantastic as well quite an arty kind of place a bit more than i i think i is expecting it to be a bit more commercial and a bit more sort of um sort of skyscrapery i suppose and but yeah i was quite surprised at how kind of sort of sort of arty and kind of um that side of things like the beer and stuff and all of that stuff yeah it's a cool place Ooh, back back to the beer again <laughs> it always goes back to that doesn't it in fact i was gonna it have do, one. it does seem to be <laughs> i like the way we spent the first 10 minutes just talking about alcohol but yeah i was gonna have a beer whilst i was doing this and i thought no i can't i've got to <laughs> gotta focus <laughs> but i'm have to do that it's do like a massive podcast for a load of people and just be like you know life of movements the drunk edition <laughs> just see, see if you can get people to actually say stuff like speak properly whilst they're drinking through the through the podcast that'd be hilarious oh that, that would be quite funny actually you know do a zoom call and just you know just record it and just post it on everyone's channels it'd be so funny <laughs> did you see that in the news there was a, a lady who um I think she was on the toilet or something and she was on like a really important call at work. And I think she accidentally didn't turn off her video uh, oh dear. thingy. So yeah, it, like everyone, it was like her boss and like everyone on, on the, on the call and there are a huge bunch of people on it. But I'd imagine there are a few places of a few people have been in that situation. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just you know, everyone's doing the zoom meetings. Yeah. Nobody's actually, I, I, I reckon people aren't actually getting dressed properly. They're just doing like their hair. Putting on like a top and then just wandering around in pajamas the rest of the day. Definitely, definitely. Or like half dressed and half not dressed. So maybe, maybe like yeah, the, yeah it's a business like the suit jacket or the smart top, and then just just like boxer shorts, just sitting in their pants. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's changed the way we're. Yeah, it's been Brits, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be interesting to see how we go. Now, back, I... Go back to the new, new kind of normal, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I agree, mate. I, I, you know, I, I really think us as a country are going to have a massive awakening um, into you know how we treat each other, going back into our normal daily lives. That actually, how much time do we waste with things which are not important? For sure, yeah, for sure. I think it's it's helped like a bit of perspective. I think hasn't it? Like everyone, uh, like personally, I've had a bit more time just to slow down and sort of think a little bit about what I'm doing a bit more and just even like having a little bit more sleep and stuff. Normally I'm up at six 30 for work and, and with working from home now, which is what I'm, I'm doing it, that, that, that kind of routine has changed a little bit. So it's kind of nice. I, I'm looking, I am looking forward to kind of getting 
getting back out there again. But um, I've, I can't say I've, I've completely sort of disliked it. I don't, I don't have any children, so I'm not one of those uh, unfortunate people who I wasn't able to sort of kind of get a break from the kids and stuff, and then you know get away from that. But yeah, what about yourself? Do you have, do you have, are you in that situation? Or? Uh, thankfully, um, I don't have any children. Thank okay. God. Okay. And um, to people out there who are listening who have children, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, full disclaimer. <laughs> but they're probably lovely. And uh, you know, you could adore as much as you like, but it's brilliant to have a lion and not get jumped on in the mornings. Oh man, man. But you know what's coming. Like I'm just because yeah, for me it's it's, it's definitely something I want to do. But uh, yeah, it's just just enjoy the time. I've been. <laughs> you say that I've been Uber and Ari. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me being selfish. Um, yeah. but I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Too much. I'm, I'm oh. on the fence. We'll put it that way. I'm on the fence. Yeah, yeah. And I think more and more, more people are, mate. To be honest, it's it's definitely, you know, uh, like statistically, that's what I was talking to like my boss about this the other day. And it's it's like less people are having kids. It's just, it's a it's a fact. Like than than ever before. And I think there's a reason. I think there's, I know, I don't know, I don't know what you think, but maybe is it there's more kind of people don't want to be, you know, sp- you know, spending out all the cash that they have on that kind of thing, or is it like don't know what the reasons might be did they want to be going camping oh, i think I, don't know. I think there's loads of um you know social economic and also you know personal reasons why people you know either don't want to have kids or can't have kids or you know something sure. on that aspect you know perspective yeah. like me personally it's more to do with one um you know i'm not sure that realistically you know you'd be able to give them that you know 100 percent. you know give them all give you know them your full 100% undivided attention. I'm sort of one of these people and quite fleeting. So I'll, yeah. I'm very like spontaneous. So I do things like in the spur of the moment, you know, I'll just decide randomly to go and do things. You know, do, do you want to give up that side of your personality? That That's the question. Well, that's it. That's it, Kieran. And, lo- and the last thing you want to do is like be selfish when you're in that situation. Cause then it's like, you know, is the kid going to get enough of your attention as they need to develop and grow? And it's, it's, it's something I always think about as well is like, am I going to give this this person enough of, of the attention that they deserve? And that's like, I'm responsible for that. And it's not fair if I don't do that. It's just that thing if you don't want to fuck it up, basically. So it's kind of like, what should I do? Should I leave it a bit longer? I'm a bit more responsible. Or, I don't know. I'm with you on that. But yeah, we'll see. That, that's fine, mate. <laughs> yeah, we sort of got like really weird, this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's good though. <laughs> cool. It's good. It's literally, you know, sat there down the pub with your mate having a beer and just you know talking about the world and you know putting putting the world to rights so to speak yeah shooting the shit as you say yeah just talking nonsense for a few minutes yeah i'm gonna have to do a lot of beeping in this episode (laughs) (laughs) it just adds a bit of passion though doesn't it it's you know just just being normal no no, sorry i don't don't, don't, full disclaimer but parental advisory content (laughs) (laughs) have you do you probably guess if they've been swearing as well or probably not as much um I think a few of them have, but we've sort of like skirted around it. It, it, it. You know, everyone says swearing's a bad thing, and you know the, the English language doesn't accommodate for it. But I think completely opposite. You know, the, the language is constantly evolving; it's constantly changing. Yeah. So, you know, swearing's become more and more and more part of our vocabulary in the everyday life. Yeah, I'd agree with you. It's and probably more accepted as well, as long as it's. You know, I mean, I guess they're all offensive words, aren't they? But as long as it's nothing you know too bad but I, yeah i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say some of the bad ones but we could probably all think of them yeah, yeah agree agree but it's something i'm conscious of when i do the youtube videos i'm sort of like i can't swear and i was watching one the other day and it was when i um keep on going on about it but when i did the coast to coast walk it was 
like the longest walk I'd done. And it was, I think 190 miles, something like that, or 200 miles. And I did it in, in nine days. And, and I was watching back this video and I was, and, and I'm just swearing the whole time. And I'm thinking, I actually put this out there. It's like, that's so, but I think I was so fed up by the end of it. I was just exhausted. And that, that side of it kind of came through. 190 miles. Yeah. 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 It was pretty crazy, mate. But, um, but I was just, I was like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been swearing, but I think I was just done by the end. And, and yeah, I, you can kind of see that the, I'm just gradually, the beard's getting longer and I'm, I'm getting less chipper as it goes on. And it's just, um, yeah, but amazing experience. I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone. It's just kind of, yeah, like almost life changing. I'd say really, really cool. Oh, mate, that is, yeah, I, I do recommend people like going out there for that long period of time, you know, just to be out there potentially you know, by yourself. I'm going to do mine, hopefully, fingers crossed, with the other half. So I'm trying to get her into like wild camping and that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Um, she likes camping, but not. Uh, she's never tried wild camping, so I'm interested to see what happens there. Yeah, uh, my my girlfriend won't touch it, and uh, yeah, she's she's not um she's not she's not keen. She sort of sit, sits in a tent. Like I was pitched a tent for a video the other day, and she sort of sat in it, and it was like it smells a bit funny, and just like yeah, you're, you're not. Gonna... <laughs> but that's cool. Like, you know, it's my hobby. I don't, you know, I, you do it to kind of get away, don't you? But yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. Yeah, um, one hundred percent, mate. Obviously, all talk about hobbies, spoken about your YouTube and things. Um. One of the day is all of Simon's information is going to be in the bottom in the show notes. You know, same as we will find it every other time you listen to one of these. Always try and make it nice and easy for you guys. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, if you want to feel free to drop a rating. That's always really appreciated. We're coming up to a point now where we've grown quite exponentially, and want to thank everyone out there 